0: Everyone, welcome to the Faith of Our Farmers podcast, the podcast devoted to the faith side of agriculture. Each week, myself, Frank Hartley, along with my co-host, Chris Elliott, dive into how our faith plays out for those of us each day that are involved in agriculture. Some weeks, we have guests that will share their testimonies. Other weeks, we introduce you to ministries that use agriculture to share God's love. And sometimes we'll talk about biblical subjects that tie into our daily work in agriculture let's see where god's going to take us to this week hold on let's go
1: hey frank how you doing today
0: chris elliot i am doing fine. i'm doing better than i deserve to be
1: well, i heard that
0: <laughs> i heard that i've heard that before too
1: God is good.
0: God is good all the time. Amen, brother. How's things down in your area?
1: Pretty nice. We're just pretty happy the way things are right now. It's been hot a couple days, but it cooled up a little bit here this evening, and we had a little rain. So I am not complaining.
0: Uh huh. Yeah. We, we've hit over 90 degrees several days up there on top of the mountain, which is highly unusual for us.
1: And i say that's really hot for that, up there that, where you're at. That's
0: really hot for us. It's hot for the cows, but we are surviving. So yeah, down here in
1: corncake valley, it does get that hot once in a while, but uh, we're a little lower elevation than what you are.
0: Okay. Okay. Well, Chris, um, we had a, a neat, neat guest on this week and, uh, Something that my pastor has been preaching a lot about lately, and that is w- walking the walk and talking the talk um, mm-hmm. of really just, you know, you can you can pound the Bible all day, but taking it and putting it into action and in what you do and how you minister to people and taking the opportunities that are in front of you to do that. And so I've been following this fellow Cliff carter on uh facebook group called farm life for quite a while and actually friended him here a few months ago and just have really appreciated the things that he's had to say thought maybe he'd be a good guest to have on this week
1: sounds good to me and for that matter any friend of yours is probably going to be a friend of mine
0: okay that is very true (laughs) At, at least today at least Forty years ago may not have been the truth. Today's the truth. <laughs> gotcha. Cliff Carter, welcome.
2: Hey, thanks, guys. Thanks for having me.
0: We are so happy to have you on this week. Yeah,
2: it's good to make the acquaintance of you, Cliff. You too, my friend. You too. Divine intervention, I believe.
0: Yes, sir. Amen. That's, that's for sure. We it, Since we've started this podcast, it's been interesting how we've bounced from the the east coast to the west coast to the midwest and back again now we're back sort of in the midwest cliff you want to tell us a little bit where you're from and about your farm and family
2: absolutely be happy to i'm from a um little town it called marmaduke arkansas that's nestled in the northeast um corner of arkansas close to the boot hill missouri we border missouri and tennessee and arkansas and mississippi kind of all run together together there and um it's in the, um, Mississippi River Delta. So basically where we're at. And, um, I was born and raised here. My family, I am a, let me think now. I'm a third generation farmer and, uh, my, my fa- my father farmed and his father farmed and, um, we grow corn, cotton, rice, soybeans, wheat and Milo in the past. Haven't done much wheat and Milo in a very long time, but, uh, mainly Mainly corn and cotton and rice right now are our main crops. But um, the little old um, small town we live in, uh, about eleven 1, hundred people here, there. So you can imagine how big how big that is. But we do, hey guys, we do have a Dollar General there. Okay. We do have a Dollar General. <laughs> Every other small town in America. Yeah. It seems to yes. pop up. You drive by. You drive by and oh, there's one. Yeah. So, they 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 that's grew- just kind of. Um, yeah.
0: they grow faster than corn in Pennsylvania. It they, seems <laughs>
2: they do, they do. But we farm about five thousand acres here. My dad and uh, my my son and uh, my nephew of my twin brother, and um, and my uncle and there's a and uh my best friend's um, son. So there's about five or six of us working the farm, and and um, it's just truly a blessing, guys, to be able to um, do this not for just a living, but for a life, you know, being able to raise a family out here. It's just been a been a true blessing. Now, all the lessons I've learned on this farm, I mean, they're just life lessons.
0: So, Cliff, do you want to tell us a little bit about your your faith walk, how you got to be where you are in that sense?
2: Well, guys, I was born. I went to that drug culture, we called it. Um I was drugged to church every time the doors were open. But um it, I was about um 14. Years old, and we had a Brush Harbor revival. Do y'all know what that is? Mm -hmm. I do. We we had one of those, and um, there was an evangelist, and I don't even remember his name. But um, you know, we hear so much about um, what kind of prayer did we pray? You ask, you ask, you 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 say this prayer, and and God's going to enter your life. But I can tell you from experience, from me, that something happened to this fourteen-year-old boy that night. I can't even remember what I prayed, but I remember the transformation that took place in um, in my life, mm-hmm. and, and I was forever changed. Have has things been easy since then? No, they have not. But my faith in growing and learning and, and and trusting Jesus, and and the most important thing is digging into His Word. You know, we have an instruction manual, and if we read it, if everything that we need to know about this life is in that book if we know and um that and my faith has brought me through a lot of um a lot of um, difficulties a lot of adversity in in my life um i guess what's coming to mind guys is I, i i was a twin brother and i still am a twin brother just one of them's in heaven and um all through life when, when they when you have twins, it's hard to explain, but it's something different. And there's one that's a leader, and one that's a follower. I was his caretaker. Whatever I did, he did whatever I, he depended on me all throughout life. And, um, that's just kind of the way our relationship was. And, um, and in 2013, my, um, brother lost his battle with, um, he had been addicted to drugs and, um, he lost that 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 fight he had been he was clean and sober but the drugs had already damaged his body to the extent that he lost that he lost that Mm -hmm. um battle and and one he was he was perfectly healed in heaven and um that was a time that was a time in my life that was that was pretty dark and um, i've never had dealt with the loss of something you know we can do we can go through a lot of things on this earth but an, until you have to stand by the casket at, at one of your loved with one of your loved ones laying in it that's that if you can walk way through that and and still look to the promise that one day we're going to get to see them again and believe that and know that then um then you actually truly know what it is to to have faith it's called i call it that even if kind of faith um you know, there were three guys, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who, who um, would not kneel. And it didn't matter. You know, it didn't matter to them that, that they may lose their life. It didn't matter that God may or may not pull them out of that fire, but it didn't matter. It was, they had that even if kind of faith. And that's, that's the faith that I strive for. Um, in farming, I guess, um, God's called me to this because I need those reminders and lessons that farming teaches us. I never get, It never gets old to me to watch us prepare that ground. We take that seed, we bury that seed just like Christ was buried, and that seed has to die before it can give birth again. And every spring, I love harvest, but every spring that I'm reminded of, of Christ's Death, burial, and resurrection when I, when mm-hmm. I get that seed to the ground. And, and then on throughout the farm, we work, we strive to keep the weeds out. And that's a re- constant reminder to me to, um, that the sin in our lives are the weeds and we have to get the junk out or or the good stuff's not going to grow. And that's, farm is just, the, I guess, I'm kind of hard headed and, and God, God uses, called me to this to keep me, to keep things in perspective to, for me and to remind me of what it means to, to live a Christian life, not just talk about it, not just proclaim it, but to actually try, um, to live, try the best I can to live a Christian life.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. One of the things I guess I missed up to this point is a little more maybe about your family. I heard you mention a son, but mm-hmm. if, you know, you don't have to tell us how old you are, but you know, um, you know, how, you know, how, how old your children are or more children, your wife, you know, that sort of thing.
2: Oh, I'm, I'm, that's fine. I'm 50 years old. I have a son who is, um, 25 now. My nephew, um, was my brother's, um, son and he's 27. I, he's like mine. He's, I've helped raise him and my wife is, my wife is an insurance agent here in our, in Paragold, Arkansas, and, um, she's, um, she's 52. Now I may get in trouble for that, yeah. but, uh, but, but we, uh, I can edit that out church. if you want me to. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's fine. We attend church at, at Marmaduke first Baptist, and that's where we, that's where we worship with our uh, body of believers there. And, um, but, but no, that's my, and my dad is 80 years old. He and my mom. Are my uncle seventy five, and uh, I watch them, my dad and uncle still come to this farm and and work just like the rest of us. You know, wow. it's, um, pretty yeah. it's pretty That's amazing. Pretty amazing.
0: It is so neat to get
2: to see the the generations working together like that. Yeah. It, it, if it wasn't for family, uh, we couldn't do it. I mean, we really because the labor deal is so hard, difficult now, and, and to try and. Try to find someone to work that we, if it wasn't for a, a big family that we, we absolutely couldn't do it. I don't think. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, anyway, it but is, I'm blessed by that. Yeah.
0: And it, it, it is, that's right. The family is the key. Chris and I are a little bit older than you and have grandchildren and, and it is just so much. Uh, I'm enjoying farming more now than I ever have, A, because I've grown Mm -hmm. closer to the Lord and really appreciate what you said, how it keeps my perspective by planting the crops and taking care of the cattle and things like that. And then now to have grandchildren coming along and they're shadowing behind me everywhere and it's like the other day I planted sorghum sedan grass and – Three days later, yeah. we were over in the field, we're digging up some seeds and we're looking at it and they were just amazed that, well, you just planted this. It's like, yeah, bud, that's is what, right. this is what it's doing. And, uh, absolutely, yeah, absolutely a hoot. So,
2: yeah, all the life lessons that go along with that. Absolutely. And I told, um, my nephew, he's got, my nephew has, uh, I have a great niece, two great niece and my nieces and my nephew. He's 27 and starting his family, and 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 he he let a um, a little dirty word slip in front of his girl the other day, and I said, son, I said I'm gonna tell you, I said you got to you got to watch that. I said because we can tell our kids a million things to not do, don't do this, that's wrong, don't do this, but our kids are gonna do. What we do and not what we say. They're gonna do. Are they're they're gonna follow mm-hmm. what we do? I said so. Make sure. That, I said they're a sponge right now because I I see myself doing things, doing the things that my dad did, uh-huh. and I see as I work with my son now and my nephew, I see them doing things that I have taught them. Some of which I like and some of which I don't. <laughs> but. Uh, but You know, it's so important and and, you know, we can talk forever, but our actions, our actions speak for us. I mean, Mm -hmm. when people look at our lives, I I can, I can say anything that on Facebook or social media or, or on here on this podcast, but what I, what we do out in the world, our actions, that's our, that's our witness. Yep. I mean, that's right. um, Yeah. You're so right. That's right. We, um, you know, we always feel like we have to have. I don't know why this is going here, but uh, the God's leading it there. We always feel like we have to have something to say. But, um, I was, I, I, I had, after my, I lost my brother at our church, I started a grief ministry or God led me to start a grief ministry. Mm-hmm. I don't do anything. God, through me, does things. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, and during that grief ministry, we, y- y'all, y'all, um, pretty well endowed into scripture i'm sure and you probably know the story of job mm-hmm. um when job when job's three friends came to him the first time that they saw him they sat for seven days when they saw exactly how much grief he was in and they never said a word it's when they opened their mouths and went to telling him what all he did wrong why this was happening and to happening to him when they went to being a discourager instead of encouraging him and, and mm-hmm. that's 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 how i feel like um our lives should be you your our actions speak so much louder than than anything that we can that we can that can come out of our mouth god gave us two ears and one mouth for a reason
0: <laughs> yeah yeah that's for sure that's for sure well cliff in following you on 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 farm life and now in your personal page I you amaze me with the amount of uh time you put into uh scripture lessons and personal life lessons that you go through each day. It it sort of looks like you've made a ministry out of social media.
2: Well, God God gives me that because I'm not smart enough to to do that. I'm just a communicator of that. I mean that's that's the truth i mean god speaks to me and i repeat what um, he gives me and i write and and god gives us i think we all have that ability to see things and it's just that we have to take time see those in a in a godly way Mm -hmm. and there's lessons and opportunities for each of us around every every corner social media when it first came about you know and it i saw it as a tool to be able to share Jesus Christ with a mass a mass audience at one time, um I think now I don't know how many friends I've got on there or what but but I know that if if God gives me something to pin down that 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 there's someone out there that needs it, whether it be one or three thousand of those mm-hmm. that needs it, and that it's it's a way to reach a lot of people. At one time, you know, we go to the local church. I attend two to 300 people on every, on any given Sunday. And I believe that the local church is a necessity. The Bible tells us that, but social media is a way to, um, is a way to reach, reach those ones that may not see that. I mean, we, I've had atheists from different countries, you know, commenting on them and not, and, and, and if you follow me, my response to that is always the word of God. I mean, mm-hmm. when Jesus, when, when Jesus was tempted, when Jesus was tempted, he, his response was scripture. He, mm-hmm. he quoted scripture when he was tempted in the wilderness. And, um, I just, I, I see it as a way to, um, as a calling, as a ministry. And if it ever gets to where that, um, God calls me away from that then then I will leave that and go go where he calls me I just want to be obedient to him I mean far it's my life is solely devoted to, to serving jesus and wherever he leads me and I'm just overly blessed that it's through this farm and through um different it's kind of weird the way that god has called me to do things he it's through the farm and through the contacts that I've made with mr Frank I mean and and it's through a um, organization called make-a-wish that i worked worked through them the yeah, i was going to ask about that yep it's it's the connections just today this wasn't this is just today it was the anniversary of a, a young ag pilot who lost his life and this family is is from georgia and um ron average and, and miss jenna average are their name and their son was named trip and um, today was the fourth anniversary of that and um I had granted a wish for two little boys in Piggott, Arkansas. And um, when God calls me to that, it's not just I show up and say, "Here's your wish, whatever it was, be it a Disney trip, be it a computer, whatever." It's God. I feel like that's a ministry. They they automatically become my family. And there was a need in this family. The Make a Wish Oak Make a Wish was the key to unlock this door. And this, these two little boys didn't have a bed to sleep on (laughs) y'all. I mean, they were sleeping in a, sleeping in a, in the floor, did not have a bed and a wooden floor. And I reached out on social media and asked for help. This family in Georgia were the first ones to respond to that and told me that they wanted to pay for it all and where to send the check and how much. And I, the connections that I made through them was, it's just a God thing to explain. One of the little boys that I helped raise as my son, one of my son's best friends, he was an ag pilot too, and he lost his life. And when I shared on Facebook about how that hurt me, that Ron Everidge reached out to me because he and his son, his son and Cody, the other little boy I lost, were were friends. And that's how that all came about i mean it was just you can't make this stuff up i mean you just you just can't do it it (laughs) is just
1: amazing how god pulls things together
2: it's it is truly a god thing and i truly believe with all of my heart that god puts the right people in the right Mm -hmm. place at the right time he makes no mistakes
1: i can't agree more yes
2: could i have could i have rallied troops and got enough money to buy that that child of bed with my local friends and farmers, you bet I could. But that wasn't that wasn't God's will. It wasn't His plan. God's will was for this family from Georgia to receive that blessing and give that blessing to this family. Mm-hmm. It was His. It was a divine empo- appointment for them. Um, Make a wish has been you're gonna get me crying. Make a wish has been a huge part of, of my life ever since um, I became a part of it. Right. Shortly after. Shortly after I lost my brother, they um, they wanted me to grant a wish. Or I kept looking at this and make a wish. There's a grid that gives different children's names of um, and it gives their first name and the first and the and the last letter or the first letter of their last name. And there was this name on this grid that kept every time I would open this grid, it said Price H, Stuttgart, Arkansas. Price H. Stuttgart, Arkansas. There were 50 other names on the street. Every time I would open it, same thing. I was in a dark place. I'm like, God, God, I can't do this. I know what you're wanting me to do, but I can't do it, God. We argued. We argued. Mm-hmm. And, and, um, he said i know you can't but i can this this is you this is for you i want you to do it and i thought well there's no way stuttgart's about 3 hours from here there's no way i'm going to get somebody to go with me call somebody first thing yeah i'll go with you okay so <laughs> uh so, so we go down there and um there's this the dad was a, was an airline pilot united airlines up until 911 and then he retired because or he had to quit and go to work at a um at a local airport because his son, 14-year-old son, got non-operable brain cancer. Mm. Mm. And the mom was a nurse, and they had a, a another daughter who was a junior in high school. And I pulled up in that driveway in Stuttgart, Arkansas, still in, grieving my loss. And... um that little boy changed my life. Mm. I mean, he um, he literally changed my life. He um, was a huge Peyton Manning um, fan, and and he is he told me about all about Peyton Manning, and and he had a signed ball from Peyton Manning, and he was an avid hunter, showed me his um, trophies, and um, I kept thinking, you know, this all, all along. This was a few years ago. When my son was young. I'm just thinking, man, the only difference between these two parents and and me is that. Their, their son has cancer and mine doesn't. This mm-hmm. this very easily could be you at any given time. Mm-hmm. Right. And um, and I was I was talking to this young man. He he told me all about Peyton, and um, we got down to this part, and it was, during, in Make a Wish, you do an interview, and you you're kind of like you guys are doing a podcast. I mean, you kind of just you talk to them, you find out their story. Hear about, you know, hear about what their interests are. You're, you're, you're constantly trying to discern that. And, um, I got down to the part and I asked him this. This is the four questions we ask every child that, that, um, we want to grant a wish for. And I said, Price, I said, if you could be anything you wanted to be, if you could go anywhere you wanted to go, or if you could have anything you wanted to have, I said, what would your one true wish be? He said, um, I want to go on a cruise with my family. And I surprised. I said, you can meet anyone. I said, you just told me all about Peyton Manny. I said, why do you not? And I think my wish partner that went with me, um, she was one of these that get, get, um, that was, um, OCD and already had Peyton Manny written down. <laughs> we just knew that was the was <laughs> so I, I looked over there. She's got her pencil upside down. <laughs> I'm yeah. like, okay. So, um, so we, um, I asked him again, I said, I'm going to ask you this again, Price. I said, I went through that series of questions. If you could be anyone you wanted to be, if you could go anywhere you want to go, if you could meet anyone you want to meet, or if you could have anyone, anything you wanted to have. I said, said, Price, what is your wish? I said, I want to go on a cruise with my family. (laughs) I said, I said, Price, I said, why is that your wish? He said, this is 14 year old. Now you, 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 you put this, you put this, I want you to really think right now. You're 14. If you can reflect back to that time in your life, Mm -hmm. you play football, you play basketball, you play baseball, every sport that you can possibly play, you're doing the things that 14-year-old kids do, you hunt, you fish, you work with your dad, and all of that's taken away. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: Every bit of it. You can't do any of that. I don't think that I could have been as unselfish as this child did, but he Mm -hmm. said this. He said, because Mr. Cliff, ever since... My, my, uh, I've, I've been sick. He said, my family and I haven't gotten to go on a vacation together as a family. He said, I want to be with my family. And I, guys, I just froze. I mean, I literally just froze. I couldn't say anything. I thought, wow, man, a 14 year old kid, how that unselfish, that's faith. So he, he got to talking and we got to talking about, um, his battle of cancer. I said, Price, how are you getting through that son? He said, Mr. Cliff, he said, these, these words guys changed my life until this, I mean, forever. And I'll, I'll, I'll every chance I get, I'll share his story. He said, either way, I'll be okay. God's got this. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> and, Great. And, and I, I was like, wow, man, I, I couldn't get that out of my mind. I, I, of course we stayed connected. I mean, I still talk. I still talk to his family. They're my family. His daughter went to college in our local town. She was at my house all the time. Um, I, I just still, I still can't get, I mean, it's just, I can't wrap my mind around that, but I went, he played football and I went back and this was, I granted his wish in July. He went on the trip and they had a great time. And in August, they had a pep rally for his football team and I went down there to Stuttgart. And they had a big hurrah for him. And the, the announcer, when he ran, they his buddies carried him on, the, or he ran out on the field on his own. But they were helping him. And they said, um, you know, introducing Price the Rock Hancock, the backbone of the Stuttgart Rice Birds, and made a big deal for him. And I looked over at his dad, with big tears coming down his eyes, and I saw that he knew. That there was just things, some things in life that you can't fix. I mean, guys, as a father, y'all know that when our mm-hmm. children get hurt,
1: mm-hmm.
2: we want to fix it. Our natural instinct is to try to fix it. And there's just some things that we can't fix in this life. And, um, I saw that. I saw that hurt. I saw that. And I, I, I it was like I, I knew that he knew that was the last time he was going to see his child run out on that field. Well, his cancer came back in December. His dad called. He said, I want you to pray with me, Cliff. I said, you got it, Brian. I've been praying. So I want you to pray something specific. I said, okay, what is it? He said, let's pray as a community. And you get your community to pray that we have one more Christmas with Price. I said, Brian, mm-hmm. you got it. We prayed. We prayed. December the 26th, I got a call from his dad. And Price had been came okay in the arms of Jesus on December the 26th. Mm-hmm. Wow. And, uh, what a story. Wow. And, and we went to their we went to their funeral, and you know how they slow shot slide shows on the mm-hmm. video screen yep. and i saw I saw pictures of his- of his wish trip and 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 it just hit me that's why I was still wondering why did this child want to go on this trip that was their last vacation together mm-hmm. and and that's more powerful we call it the power of a wish, but that's more powerful That's more powerful than anything. I've heard some profound speakers in my life. I take, I teach a college and career group at our church and I take them to a conference called Passion Conference every year Mm -hmm. in Atlanta, Georgia, where where some of the most renowned Louis Giglio, um, uh, all those guys are there, you know, but no one has ever spoken to me like that child did when he looked me square in the eyes and said, either way, I'll be okay. God's got this. I, I believe that if it wasn't for that visit that I would have fallen deeper and deeper into into grief. And I believe that we are all faced with adversity. The the thing we have in common, we all have in common about adversity, we either we either going through it, we just came out of it, or if you haven't <laughs> get ready, you're fixing to go. Yeah, it's coming your truly, way. That's pretty much it. I that. truly I truly believe that and, and we all have two choices. We can be bitter, or we can be better. The choice is all. Exactly. The right. I, exactly. That, that appointment I had with that young man helped me to make the decision to be better.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's
2: no question, but what
1: God orchestrated a, a wonderful planned series of events there for
2: you. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. That's, that's confirmation to me that he puts the right people in the right place but, at but the it, right time. But Cliff, it's more than just
1: you about that I mean okay God did this for you but really God did this for himself oh absolutely you know, I mean it God is, God is doing this for his glory and you're just you just get to be a part of it and that's the really cool thing that's
2: and, and I and and it's almost um I've explained this to my, my my kids it's almost awkward for me for anyone to compliment me or, or on anything or any, because I don't want to receive any praise for anything that God has done through me because I want that sure. reward in heaven. I don't want it on earth. It, every Everything is for his purpose and for his glory. And, and I, if I, if it ever, if we ever stop doing that, then our, um, our ministry will be taken away. <laughs> I mean, we will not, it will not be, if it's not of him, it's, it's not, it's going to be, Substanceless. I mean, there will, it will have no substance. Right. So everything is for His power and for His for His honor and for His glory.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's my daily prayer, regular prayer about our podcast. It's not about me. It's not about the numbers. Like you said earlier, it doesn't matter whether you're meeting one person or three thousand people. Somebody needs to hear what's going on, going God speaking through somebody to one person. That's all it that matters.
2: You know, mm-hmm. some. Someone witnessed to Billy Graham.
0: Someone witnessed to Billy Graham.
2: That's right. That's, yeah. That's, that's right. That's exactly right. And that's,
1: that's how, you know, you think of how the world was changed because of that.
2: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, we all have a purpose. I mean, we all, and, and in a lot of ministry, sometimes there's a start, there's a middle and there's an end. And sometimes you may be at the start of that. Sometimes you may be in the middle, but, and sometimes you may be at the end, but every part has a purpose every every one of us has a purpose in 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 ministry and we all we all have opportunities to um to do his w- to do his work we just have to have sight to see him that's yeah. all and, and how we how we do that is through our relationship with him someone on on facebook called me religious today i said that, that's the worst insult that anyone can give me because there's nothing re, there's nothing religious about me i just want to i just want to follow jesus guys that's all nope. i wanted to. Uh, yeah.
0: that seems to be a theme lately of people we've interviewed and talked to that's for sure right. that that religious religious is not the idea we're just here to follow follow jesus and tell other people about it absolutely we're we're just absolutely just here to carry the word that's for sure that's for sure.
1: Well, Frank and Cliff, I'm not sure how we're going to wind this down. And at some point here, we're going to need to kind of close the conversation. But we just might want to get together
2: again sometime on this and chat some more. Uh, any time, guys. You get me talking about Jesus and farming and make-a-wish, and you you need to have your batteries charged real good. <laughs> Well, Cliff, I, I would
0: I, I would ask you. I would I I'll I'll end with one question for me. Chris may have something else too, but um okay. if you had a piece of advice for young farmers starting out today, mm,
1: great question.
0: You know what what would you say to a young farmer, young farm couple, starting out trying to get into this this madhouse of farming that we do? What would your advice be?
2: Much sure that Jesus is in the center. I always encourage, Mm -hmm. always encourage to chase your dreams as long as Jesus is the center of your dreams. Make sure that it's, it's for his purpose. Right. Without Jesus in the dream, it's a nightmare. Absolutely. That is, (laughs) that needs to go on a bumper sticker, my friend right there. Absolutely. But that, that's the best piece of advice and to, um, never give up. I mean, we're, that's, this seems to be the, thing and if it doesn't come easy in our world right now we, we want to give up but um don't give up galatians 6 9 tells us do not grow weary for we'll receive a reward if we don't give up
1: right
2: and just if god's got this
0: god's absolutely
2: <laughs> hey either way it'll be okay
0: either way
1: it'll be okay amen that's for sure well thank you so much Cliff, we really appreciate (coughs) (coughs) you spending the time with us here this evening. And just thank you for taking the time out of your busy schedule.
2: Oh, no problem. I'm going to go turn off some wells right now, guys. It's about 744 here in Arkansas, and I'm going to go shut off a corn well.
0: Okay.
1: (laughs) Well, God bless you, Cliff. Thanks a lot.
2: Cliff, thank thank you you? so much. Stay the course, my friends.
0: Yes, sir. You do the same. Look forward to talking again soon.
2: Sounds great. Thank you
0: all. Hi, everybody. Real quick, this is Frank from the Faith of Our Farmers podcast team. I just wanted to share one quick thing with you before we left this week. You now have an opportunity to talk to us, literally. Uh, On our Facebook page, we have a link on there. We record and uh, do our podcast through Anchor FM, and they have it set up with the ability that you can call in, uh, through this link and leave messages for us. And we would love to hear from you. Um, we are so excited. Uh, we have listeners, of course, the United States is covered pretty good, but we have listeners from Canada, Australia, New Zealand, uh, Germany, United Kingdom. Uh, we would love to hear from every one of you. Um, so if you could go to our Facebook page, uh, you can follow the link on there of how to get in to record a message for us. Just say hi. Tell us whether you like the, what you like about the podcast, what you don't like about the podcast. You're welcome to share your testimony. Try to keep it 10 to 15 minutes at the most. Um, you're also welcome to put on prayer requests. And so again, just go to our uh, Facebook page, faith of our farmers, and you'll be able to see the link there on how to reach out to us and talk to us. One thing I will say, if you do not want your recording put on air, please say so when you uh do the recording so we know that and we'll gladly abide by that. But if you don't say anything about it, um not wanting to be on air, stay tuned because you may be on air in a near future podcast. Thanks a lot and God bless. Thanks for listening to the Faith of Our Farmers podcast. You can find us on Facebook at Faith of Our Farmers. You can find links to this week's podcast on our Facebook page under the podcast section. If you'd like to get a hold of us, there's two ways you can do that. You can get a hold of us first through our Facebook page. Uh, send us a message that way. There's also an email button on our Facebook page you can email us at faithofourfarmers at gmail.com. If you know someone in ag that has a great testimony to share, or if you know of a ministry that combines ministry work along with agriculture work that you'd like us to feature, or if you just have a good topic you'd like us to talk about, please get a hold of us either through Messenger or through our email address. And lastly and most important, If you're searching out there today and wondering about a a faith walk with Jesus, may we suggest you go to this website, needhim.org. That's N-E-D-H-I-M dot O-R-G. On that website, you can find a lot of good information about how to start a walk with Jesus. Or if you are currently walking in the faith and have some struggles and questions, this website is a great place, great resource to go to. Again, that's N-E-D-H-I-M dot O-R-G. Thanks a lot and God bless Till we talk next time. See you later.